What a twist. Hi there, my name's Sam. My name is Cameron. And this is What's Happening, in which we watch the movie, The Happening, and review it afterwards. Now, the thing to know is that I just watched it for the first time. And I watched it for about the sixth time, maybe? Your number went up, like, we're recording this after it's our like, first, like, thing, because I forgot that we should probably, like, do an intro kind of thing, yeah. but... I've seen it too many times. You've seen I, it. I've, I've, the moral of the story is you've seen it too many times. I've, I've, no, the weird problem, the weird thing is that I've watched it alone too many times. Like, I've, like, I've consciously been sitting alone doing nothing and been like, you know what I should do right now? Watch The Happening. I don't see how you can watch this movie alone, because this is a piece of... Twist. By the way, this is episode one, entitled, What Color Is Your Mood Ring? <laughs> is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> All right. So basically, I want to do something that's basically like the worst idea ever. And if you don't know what that is, these guys watch Grown Ups 2, at least for the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet. And they watch it once a week and review it afterwards and slowly watch their descent into madness. And so even if we don't do that, I just want to keep watching this movie because there's a lot in it to talk about. Mm -hmm. Just about how terrible it is. And I think this is personally a thing that I would like to undertake mm -hmm. because I, I'm, in, I'm in a mood where I really want to make things. And sometimes it's hard to make movies because I'm, I'm a film student and I would like to make things. But it's hard to do that. And it's I'm easy. in the I'm doing nothing at all and I like to indulge Sam whenever I get the chance to. Oh, Cameron, please. Hey. <laughs> but so it's easier just to do this like podcast recording, whatever we're going to call this thing, mm -hmm. and do this. Yeah, I think it'd be really great if anybody listening to this doesn't watch The Happening for the run of this. Just don't. Oh, no, no, the moral, just, no, don't watch The Happening. Should have closed that off on the yeah, last thing. Yeah. Don't watch The Happening. Yeah, you, this is not like, like, oh my god, you need to see it. It's so terrible. No, it's, it's not like just, The Room. Like, watch The Room. It's awesome. Yeah, you, you will only need to watch The Happening when I force you to. Exactly. At a, at a later date. Which will be anybody who listens to this because Cameron will track you down and make you watch The Happening. Yeah, it's gonna Or be... he'll make you watch The Raid or The Raid 2, which is... <laughs> Well, I mean, different. I love those movies. Or I could set up three monitors and have the raid on, in one monitor, the middle monitor be the happening, and the other monitor be the raid two, True. and just be like, try and find and the raid. And the raid two is longer, so at least you'll end on a good note. Exactly. You'll end. Any, anyways, this is intro has gone on too long. We will segue you in to the first episode of what's happening. What color is your mood ring? Oh, I hate this. <laughs> so I'm here right now. And I have just watched The Happening for the first time. And I just, you need to just wonder, what just happened? Cameron, can you, can you tell me what just happened right now? What you saw was a, a glorious example of film. And a, something that we will not see replicated ever again. I honestly don't think so. Like, I just, I don't, I don't even know how to begin processing anything. First thing like, you could talk about is how terrible Zoe Deschanel's acting is in it. So, here's the thing about Zoe Deschanel: is that like she would like imagine a drinking game, and you take a drink every time Zoe Deschanel puts on a face that doesn't make sense, or says how she's feeling, or what's happening, or says something inappropriate to a child. Yeah. Or, like, scold someone else for saying something inappropriate to a child, then saying she was horny while the child's around. Exactly. Like, why does this need to happen? The happening. This, this needs to happen because of the happening, I suppose. Also, Hot Dog Man, best character. Hot Dog or Man, best character. Best character. Because he shows up 
offers them a ride after everyone else has left, somehow knows about all this plant stuff before everyone else. Because you have to have a character like that in a movie. But, if, if in a, character, in, in a but, movie where nothing makes sense, you have to have one character who inexplicably knows everything that's happening. The thing is, I'm always willing to like, give the benefit of the doubt to everything. But what are the odds that Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel run into the one person who understands what's happening with the plants? Happening. I can't not say the word <laughs> happening. That should be the test as we can see how also, long we can go without saying that Here's the thing word. about the happening. Nothing happens. Yes, sir. It's a very succinct movie, man. <laughs> Nothing happens. You know what happens in this movie? Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are a couple. They go away from their house. They come back. They're still a couple. Nothing happened. One of the, Zoe Deschanel gets pregnant. Spoiler. Oh, Zoe Deschanel gets pregnant. Spoiler. And the, and the world's like, like. What I love is when M Night like decides to show things that like most movie directors would be like, no, nah, you don't need to actually show that. You can just like be like, you can just suggest it. Yeah. Like actually showing her waiting for. Like her pregnancy, pregnancy test, test, just sitting there and then like looking, like looking at a bottle of soap. At the end of this, sub- this movie is glorious. Continue. What? Do you want to know what my theory of the movie is? What do you, what's your movie? Is that M. Night Shyamalan wanted to make a romantic comedy and he just decided the best way to make a romantic comedy is to not focus on the romantic comedy in the slightest and that he wanted to do something that seemed natural, but M. Night doesn't know natural. No, M. Night doesn't know how people operate. Mm-hmm. Like, he got famous too soon. Like, M. Night was nominated for Best Director at the age of 29, which means he made The Sixth Sense somewhere between 27 and 28. So, like, he hasn't had time to interact with people. Like, mm-hmm. us being 20-year-old men, we haven't had not enough time to interact with people either. Yeah, he's but, probably surrounded by people who don't ever tell him... No, no one tells him he's wrong, especially when he was nominated for Best Director at 29 and called the next Spielberg by the time he was making Signs. Signs, by the way, bad movie. Don't watch it. Watch it for the fun of it, actually. Watch it for Joaquin Phoenix. He's great. He's a good time. Vamanos. <laughs> Vamanos pests. Wait, no, I was talking about the time when he's, like, watching, like, the kids in the window and, like, there's the... And, and, like, like, okay, that scene in Signs where he's watching the video of, like, the, the, the kid's birthday party in Mexico uh-huh. and then he, like, sees the kid and he's, like... No, get out of the way. Vamanos. Okay, we're getting off track. Then we okay. get get back to the happening. Okay. Get back to the happening. Let's just let's just focus on Zoe Deschanel for a little bit. If 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 maybe someday this becomes a recurring thing, where maybe we watch the happening more than once, uh, maybe we'll talk about something else. But at the moment I would like to talk about Zoe Deschanel a little bit more. It's like I said to you at the beginning of the movie, is that she's the worst actor in it. Yes. By far. And you could blame the fact that her character is really, like, weirdly written. Mm-hmm. But then again, but every character in the movie is weirdly written. Every character is weirdly written. Not everyone's written unlikably. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel is written unlikably. And, like, she doesn't do anything to help it because she's Zoe Deschanel. I, yeah. I, I, I like her. I like her as a... As a Person. Yeah, like it's it's really weird to write to write and direct a movie that makes you dislike Zoe Deschanel in a role where you're supposed to like her. Or you're supposed to have some sort of sympathy or empathy. Though I think it's probably because I thought she was an alien because her eyes got really wide way too often. Well, it was the amazing close-ups that this movie has. <laughs> too many of close-ups. This just kind of off track for a little bit. Mark Wahlberg, you can you don't see his forehead or his chin for about half the movie because of how close up. It's just Shyamalan gets that it's camera. It's just above the chin, below the forehead, also, eyebrows to here's mouth. Here's the thing. Zoe Deschanel could have helped them out with that because her father is Caleb Deschanel, 
a three-time Academy Award-nominated cinematographer. I did not know that. Yeah, he was. He did uh, Passion of the Christ uh, mm. and a couple other things. I think he's done some TV, too. Oh, no, he did. Uh, he was, like, the big cinematographer on Twin Peaks as well. Oh. The question is, would it have been better with Emily Deschanel from Bones? Um, quite possibly. Yeah. I think no. I'm going to say no, because either Deschanel, under the direction of M. Night Shyamalan, is not helpful in any way, shape, or form. Here's the thing that I think... I, I, I love that this topic, so in this way, Emily Deschanel is Zoe Deschanel in this role, is that Zoe Deschanel has the quirkiness, but if you play the quirkiness wrong, it comes out as, like, apathetic bitchiness. This is true. Which is like, what? Huh? Huh? You're just doing a Matt, uh, Mark Wahlberg impression in this movie. You, you gotta get your character straight. I'm sorry. It's okay, Jess. I like to hide my emotions, too. Literally, like, one of the lines yes. in the movie is, like, I don't like talking about my emotions, either, she says Even to, like, a seven-year-old child. She says she doesn't like to talk her about her emotions. Mm-hmm. And people say that she's shy, like, in the movie. But all she does is... Twist. ...and say what she's feeling. That's why I said take a drink every time she says what she's feeling. She literally... I think she has at least four lines in the movie, which is... Because she doesn't have, actually, that many lines in the movie. No, she doesn't. She has at least four lines in the movie that are... I am my emotion. Like, I am I'm, upset. I'm upset. I'm scared. I'm sad. One of those three things will happen every, like, 20 minutes or so. It's just like you can't imagine this movie without the close-ups because it's just, just, like, just her face. Just imagine, like, Zoe Deschanel from, like, mid-chin to, like, a little bit above the eyebrows saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. And then you've got, like, her character throughout the whole movie. Except when she, like, smiles weirdly when Mark Wahlberg talks about, like, this mood ring he got her on her first date, which apparently she didn't talk during their first date, like, for hours. Yeah, which makes sense to her character, actually. A little bit. Until he bought her the mood ring, which, for some reason, when it showed that she was horny, made her talk more? Yeah. It's it's weird. No, it doesn't say that she's horny. He he does, like, oh, man, I wish this worked on a girl. You just, you like, you give him a mood ring, and then, like, it shows the color, and then he says, that means you're in love. Because exactly. obviously oh, that gets your old interested in you. It doesn't freak them out at all. Don't don't show the girl what... If you do this in real Never life... Never tell don't a girl show that, you're in, that she's in love with you. Please. <laughs> don't ever show her, the, like, the color palette of the mood ring. Like, don't show her, like, what it could be. Just say, oh, that's that's yellow? I think that means you're into me. Mm-hmm. I think we should probably go out a second time. Then she'll be like, oh, Jesus, my biology mm. thinking something different than my mind? I probably should do that. Wait, this is just like, this is definitely like a pickup artist type thing of like, like get a mood ring and then just have like on hand a bunch of different explanations for it just so like whatever thing shows up, just like, oh, this shows you're into me. Just pull in your butt. Just every like combination every of things. Every possible one. No, just have one card that says, red means you're into me. Then pull out a different card and be like, yellow means you're into me. It's like, don't worry, I promise you, all the other cards don't say you're into me. But yeah. this one specific one does. You also pointed out to me something. In the one scene where he, where he in the scene where he hand, where Mark Wahlberg hands the little girl Jess the mood ring. And, and like she puts it on and he's like, let's see what, let's see what your emotion is right now. And 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 he says it's yellow, but you're right. It's still blue. You can see this. You can bl- still, actually, it, clearly it, see it's blue. It does turn yellow later. It you can actually see it. But while she's wearing it, and he explains it, it's still blue. Like yeah. the the ring hasn't had enough time to change color. It's clearly blue. They should have just. I think like the thing is, M Night Shyamalan, bad storyteller maybe, bad writer maybe, bad director maybe, but he's not sloppy. No. 
like he's he's thorough. Like that's mm-hmm. almost like a problem that he has. Exactly, it's, it's hard to criticize thorough. him. Like he, I think he also knows what he's doing. Like in a bad way. In a bad way. Like he knows that Zoe Deschanel's character was really shy, so he's like, oh, maybe she shouldn't talk at all. So, but so, but when she opens her mouth, she's the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you? How does one decide to make someone the worst person in the world, and yet try and make her one of the two protagonists of the movie? And the thing is, is that like, is is one of the is like they have this part where like these two young boys, one of them Spencer Breslin, are for for like and the black kid. For, don't forget the black kid who, for no reason, these kids are trying to talk about the. This movie sounds so weird when you talk about it out of sequence. Um, uh, are, are talking to Mark Wahlberg about their relationship, and they're like, like, oh, what's wrong? And 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 like he has like this like short like tiny line about like like oh she thinks I should grow up, and like you're watching the movie, and it's like no, he doesn't. He's like perfect. Like if anything, he's incredibly likable in a weird way. Like in a weird way, you feel like I don't feel like I should because this is a bad movie. But you're I'm you're you're likable in the worst way possible. Yeah. And Zoe Deschanel is just her character is just the worst. She she brings a child to die. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. At the end, Mark Wahlberg's like, "I want to see you if I'm gonna die." So he exits the building, and Zoe Deschanel could have left the girl in the building, which. I guess I should explain. So plants are what's killing everyone. Fun fact. Uh, the wind is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, happening. Take a drink. Hey. And uh, when the wind blows on the plants, it like spreads this toxin. And so, so that's happening outside. Happening. <laughs> uh, and then Mark Wahlberg's like, I want to see you. So Wahlberg. Oh, oh, you also need to explain that there. That, okay. It's, it's, it's one of the greatest, like, it's like not even a Chekhov's gun. It's like a Chekhov's lead pipe to the face. Yeah. Um, and... And, like, they're at dinner at this creepy old lady's house near the end of the movie. And she's like, we've got a spring house out there. And it's used to be used to hide runaway slaves. And we, there's a pipe running from one. From the, from <laughs> it this used ha- to have runaway <laughs> slaves. And then they <laughs> open it up and a bunch of people just run away. It's like, oh, we're free. <laughs> Anyways, and then there's, there's this pipe running from, from the main house to the, to the spring house. And you can hear people just like you're in the same room. And and like when you're watching it, you're just like, I know that this is gonna be used. And clear. And at the end, Mark Wahlberg's in the main house, and Zoe Deschanel and Jess, the cutest the, little kid on earth, who is, also doesn't speak throughout the whole movie until yeah. the end, where the worst line delivery ever by a kid. Wait, what was it? It was I love you, Aunt. At, what the? What's I love her you, name? Aunt Alma. Her Aunt name's Alma. 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 Zoe Deschanel's character's Alma. name is Alma. Alma. Everyone else's normal names like Joey and. What was Mark Wahlberg's character's name? I don't remember. That's for next time, kids. We'll tell you Mark Wahlberg's character's name. I've seen this name. movie at least four times. Maybe four, maybe five times. I can't remember what his name is. Right, whatever. He's so the, Mark po- the part of the story is Mark Wahlberg, in one house, steps outside while the event is happening. And Zoe Deschanel walks outside of her area while this is happening. And she takes the child with her. She could have left the child in there and let her live and it would have been fine. Like, I mean, would that kid be okay if they, if like... I mean, I guess if they opened the door, the toxin would have gotten into the room. And I guess it was sort of like a like a suicide pack type thing where it was like, uh, we're not gonna... Which is pretty dark for like, 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 they should have written more dialogue for that kid. <laughs> they should have done a lot. There's a lot of more should have happened. But yeah. then they walk outside and expecting themselves to die. And then they, and don't. they don't die. 
spoiler alert at the end, gonna tell you this, they don't die. The climax is they walk outside and nothing happens. Yep. That's, that's a beautiful nothing. way of putting it. Like, literally, the climax of the happening is people mm-hmm. not dying. That's, that's literally what the resolution is, is people don't die. <laughs> like, it's building to this... It's, no, it's not even building to a moment. I was going to say it's building to a moment. But it doesn't build to anything. Just things happen. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, nothing happens. There is no happening. Two innocent children die. <laughs> Two... Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that. I want. I want to make this a regular thing. Like Cameron, if you are willing to like make this a regular thing, okay. I would like to watch the happening and talk about it. Well, I mean, we we also need to explore the theory eventually about how it only affects white people. Exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll cover that at another time. So, do you think? Do you think maybe you you'd want to you want to try and do this every so often? Maybe watch the happening and discuss it. Yes. 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 Good. So. uh Let's do. Let's make an intro for this after we end this recording, and okay. then it'll be good. It'll be okay, perfect. We need to come up with a name too. Oh, I know the name. Don't worry. We'll say okay. what it is. All right. This is this is Sam. This is Cameron. And we're signing off from what's happening. What? No. What? No. <laughs> so Cameron had a few other thoughts. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep going on Zoe, Zoe Deschanel for a little bit. Well, I mean. We will talk about, or we have talked about, or whatever order the sequence is going in, uh, how, like, she's one of the main protagonists of the film, and she's made out to be just the worst. And, like, before she's even introduced on screen, uh, John Leguizamo's character, who, if you're watching this movie, where where John Leguizamo plays a math teacher, um, just, if you, also, don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. Ever watch the movie. Just imagine a giant Sid from Ice Age performing in his place. So <laughs> the best part about that is that imagine Sid from Ice Age, because that's what John, John was most famous for, at least in our age group. And another spoiler alert. I'm so sorry for spoiling this, but John Leguizamo kills himself by slitting his wrists with glass. So just imagine Sid from Ice Age sitting on the ground after a car crash and just slitting his wrists with glass. Because that's what this toxin does. It makes you kill yourself. I guess you could also imagine Jess, who is John Leguizamo's daughter in the movie, as like a tiny sloth throughout the entire movie, which would make sense as to why she... Anyway, back on to this. Before, before, before Alma... Alma. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel's character, in case we haven't mentioned enough, her name's Alma. Alma. Um, before she's even introduced, John Leguizamo tells... Mark Wahlberg, whose character I still can't remember, <laughs> that, like, on their wedding day, on Mark Wahlberg's and Zoe Deschanel's wedding day, he walked in on her crying and then basically goes, like, Jess is never, g- I mean, uh, uh, Alma's never going to be there for you. She's never going to be willing to jump in. And she's one of the protagonists of the film. Oh, so basically, wait. before she's even introduced, she, I'm mean, basically wanting us to dislike think, her. An important thing to note is, why was John Leguizamo like snooping around during the wedding day like which was the point that she was hidden or was he like trying to creep on her like changing it was like, like the waiting room she said he said did like he, the did, waiting room like what do churches have waiting rooms I mean <laughs> if because if it was the waiting room for the uh, brings up more bride, questions than an answer I mean again I haven't been to enough weddings or been in wedding parties to know maybe the best man contacts the, the bride does, she, does he I, I have I, again young person haven't been to enough weddings yet I have been to a lot of weddings, and 
And I still don't know. I mean, I was in a wedding, so... You were, oh, you were in a wedding? Were oh, you getting married? No, I was the ring bearer at my, my mom and my stepdad's wedding. Nice. And, uh, and I mean, I, I, I don't think the bride could get away for enough time to cry. No. That, that sounds really depressing, but it's true. Like, the, it's a very busy schedule. Bride, you don't have enough time to be upset or have emotions. You just get married. I mean, I'm sure also they cry. I'm sure a lot of brides cry on their wedding day. I'm not saying that's a weird thing if you cry on your wedding day. It's, we just sound like sexist pigs right I mean, now. No, we... It's, it's okay. It's okay to do anything. Maybe it's an overwhelming rush of emotion, well, but I mean, who cries alone on their wedding day? That's hey, just if a, there's anything <laughs> Inside Out taught me... It's like, it's okay to be sad sometimes. Remember that fairly unfair? It's, yeah, it's okay to feel sad sometimes. <laughs> and also, and then we get introduced to Alma, who is, like, immediately introduced, and then we see her get a phone call from Joey. Joey. Oh, Joey. Jo- Joey, voiced by M. Night Shyamalan, if you can even really hear him. Like, yeah. it, it says it's voiced by M. Night Shyamalan, but I can't hear Joey mm-hmm. ever throughout the movie. Yeah, and basically, if you're, if you're, if you're, Ready to interpret things in the happening as they come at you, you start to get the feeling that oh, Joey is 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 a guy, and, she, and like a guy that she may or may not be cheating on with. So basically, she's one of the protagonists of the film. Mm-hmm. And the first two informations, the first three things is Mark Wahlberg's best friend saying that she will never be ready to jump into things with him. Then saying that she cried on their wedding day. Then we get a scene where it's suggested that she's cheating on her husband. Yes, and we're expected to care. <laughs> expected to care about that relationship. We need... It's like, I don't like movies with prologues necessarily, but, like, if they had something, like, where they show their wedding day or something like that, like, where they were happy at one point. In a weird way, when I was watching the first time, I kind of did and did not think that they might kill Zoe Deschanel's character partway through the film. Like a like a surprise, like, hey, we're going to make this emotionally complex for Mark Wahlberg now. Like, or, like, maybe that would be her slightly redeeming moment... Because she really is not a good person. But the thing is, how would it be redeeming? You can't sacrifice yourself to the wind. I don't... You can't, like, take a bullet to the wind. He would find a way. He would find a way. A tree just grabs a gun, and it's, like, pointing it at Mark Wahlberg, and she just dives in front of it, like, slow motion style. The thing is, is I just figured out how he would do it, is that there would be, like, a crack in the door, and she would be like... Like, we have nothing to hide, to, to cover the crack in the door. Let me just put my face in front of it. Let me just open my mouth and cover the hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Zoe Deschanel in this movie. Oh, my God. Alma. Alma. Oh, Alma. <sighs> it's great. It's great. Right. Do you have anything else about Zoe Deschanel? Maybe in a bit. Maybe, maybe when I figure it out. Or maybe, we'll, we'll wait till next time, because yeah. it's good. We've been going for, like, 20 minutes. All right. So, now, officially... This is Sam. This is part of this is part of it where uh, where where you're gonna cut it, cut this. Oh, part. where I'm gonna cut this part? Probably. No, I'm probably not gonna edit anything out. Really, you're not gonna edit anything out? Maybe not. <sighs> you're just gonna rearrange things. <laughs> Maybe. They're separate files. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> for what's happening. By the way, don't watch the movie. Don't watch the happening. Yeah, if Please you, if you don't watch if you the plan happening. on following this, which I why would you? Um, uh, then never watch it. Never watch The Happening. Maybe once I force you to, but just don't. Just don't watch this movie. And it'll make your... It'll be like every time you listen to an episode of this, which you probably won't, um, you will learn something new about this movie, and maybe in your brain you'll create a puzzle of this whole movie and 
one day you'll be able to put it all together and you'll think you'll understand it. And then you'll be like, you know, maybe I should watch, sit down, maybe watch this movie. And your puzzle, it'll turn out that your puzzle was absolutely wrong the entire time because you, you cannot, you saw you can't imagine this movie in your head. I could, I could literally read you the script of this movie and you still wouldn't understand no, it until I, you saw, I saw it. <laughs> I've seen clips of this movie like, oh, haha, that's funny. And I've seen the trailer, but then actually watching the movie and sitting down, this was my first time, I wasn't expecting any of that. It's it's also weirdly pleasing when you're watching the movie, like just how it every time it just it I used a different word earlier, but it's like a massage for your brain. Because you're just sitting there and it's just like, oh what? Oh what? No. no. We'll get and to that it. later. We'll get to that later. Anyways, I'm Sam. I'm Cameron. Thanks for wondering what's happening. Oh, oh.